We thank the Lord. Ang bilis na mga araw now, we are in August. We thank God for His faithfulness in our lives. You know, before COVID-19, the movements of people from one place to another, from country to country, was very rampant. You see, people move around. Even this time, people move and migrate and find their work and they will go to other places. And there are two categories why people move and migrate. One reason is either the pull factor or a push factor. Push factor is either they are facing some struggle there, um, hardship, war, or poverty. Or the other factor is the pull factor, where they are finding better opportunities in those countries, in those cities. So they will move in those places. And many times, especially us, many times our, the reason why we move, like some of us here in Singapore, is because of our needs in economic situation. We desire to give the best to our family, so we look for better opportunities so that we can give and provide better future for our families and children. And we are willing to make sacrifices for those people we love. But we know going to another place to work, to live, is never easy. It's never easy. Living in a foreign land will require so much adjustment. We need to endure loneliness, hardship, and even at times unfair treatments. But we thank the Lord because God, those who are here in Singapore, God places us here. Because Singapore has been instrumental in our lives. This nation has been a blessing in many ways. And I would say many of us have grew in our spiritual walk while we are here in this nation. You know, tomorrow our host nation, Singapore, will be celebrating its, her 56th National Day. And as a church, we rejoice with them. And also, there's a call for us to respond with thanksgiving and to be a blessing to this nation. Today, what we will do is we're going to look at God's instruction to the Israelites, especially this group of people, these Israelites, on how they should live while they were exiled. And there are four things that we will look at, and I pray that it will give us encouragement, instruction, and also reminder on how we should live while we are far away from home. And I've entitled this sermon, While Away From Home, parang movie title, While Away From Home, and we'll be reading from Jeremiah 29, verse 1 to 14. And I invite all of us to read along with me. Jeremiah 29, verse 1 to 14. Let's read verse 1. These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders of the exiles and to the priests, to the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jucanea and the queen mother, the Enochs, the officials of Judah, and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the metal workers had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by hand of Elasa, the son of Saphan, and Jemariah, the son of Helkiah, whom Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent to Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. It is said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them. 
Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, and they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for if it is welfare, you will find welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let your prophets or your diviners who are among you deceive you. You do not, do not listen to the dreams that they have dreamed, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to this place from which I sent you into exile. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you once again that uh, we are gathered in this place and even, Lord, in our different homes, in different rooms where we can just feast upon your word. So we ask, O oh Lord, that you open our hearts. May your words be clear. We ask for your Holy Spirit. Kayo lang po ang pwedeng magbago sa aming mga puso. It's only Lord God that can change our mind, renew our mind. So I pray and we pray that may our ears be sensitive, may our heart be a good soul today, so that the seeds that will be planted in our heart will bear fruit. So we have your way, O oh God. Kayo po humilos today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You see, in our text, it was clear that Jeremiah was writing to those who have survived the journey from Jerusalem to Babylon. And I did some research on how rigorous and of this distance, paano kahalayo ang Jerusalem to Babylon. And in ESB study Bible, it says it would require for them four months to travel for 1,448 kilometers. Four months ang days of you have, if you would walk this distance. Kaya nyo ba maglakad ng four months? No one, I, I, it's tough. Now, I'm trying to try to imagine how is this, how long is this, how far is this? I, I was trying to see, and, and the closest thing, idea I would say is that try walking from Lawag to Dabao. That's the distance. So it took with them four months. And it's not easy, it's rigorous. That's why not all of them survive. That's why the message there, to those who survive. And you know, if you read, it's not an accident that they were being deported. It was God who allowed it. We read in verse 4, I, the Lord who sent you out to exile. And if you've been reading the chapter, in earlier chapters, you know, it was already God's initial plan it was already God's initial plan for them to surrender to Babylon. 
It was his, already his plan. However, the king of Judah and the, the people were constantly disobeying. Instead of trusting the message of God to Jeremiah, they were listening to false prophets. They were listening to what they said. They, the false prophet would say, peace, peace, everything will be fine. They were listening. They were so prideful. They trust themselves, their own wisdom and strength. Instead of obeying God through the message of Prophet Jeremiah to just submit to Babylon, you know what they did? They went and made allies with other countries. They made allies with Egypt so that they can fight and, and show that they, are, they can go against Babylon. You see, they were going against a plan of God. Because of their stubbornness and because of their pride, they faced the consequence of God's judgment. But God's judgment have always had this restorative purpose. And His main purpose is for them to return to Him. Now, if you look in our text, God was so merciful that He still cared for their lives. And, you know, even though they don't deserve His mercy, even though they don't deserve it, even though they've been so constantly disobeying God, yet the Lord still reached out to them because God's character never changed. He will always be true to His promises. He will always be true to His character. That He will always, He, he promised to His people, I will love you with an unfailing love. I will look after you while you are there. See, that's how merciful how loving is our Lord. And one way He expressed His love is by giving them instruction on how they should live while they are in a pagan nation so that they no need to try to figure it out. The Lord is with them, not an orphan. Now, if you look at the instruction here, we can see it's easily applied in our life because like the Israelites, we are too are far away from home. Sinong malayo sa kanyang home? Taas kamay. Yeah, here. Not just now, but it always also speak of our condition as a Christian, as disciple of Jesus Christ. We are not home yet. We are still in a journey to be with the Lord. And we are waiting for His return. So while waiting for God's restoration, while waiting for God's promise of His return, He gave an instruction for us today to follow. While we are away from home, we are called to be fruitful, to be concerned, to be discerning, and to be restored. The first one, let's look. While away from home, we are called to be fruitful. And we can read that in verse 5 to 6. It says here in verse 5, Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your son and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. The instruction is there, multiply there. See, these verses were literal, were literal instruction of God to His people. That as they stay for 70 years, they are to multiply. God's instruction was for them to plant themselves where God placed them. 
to treat it as their home. And God said, build your houses. God said, grow as a family. Establish your community. God was telling them, multiply. Do not decrease. Decrease. You see, some of us, uh, take note. We should not just simply take this literally. Huh? Take wife. May asawa ka na sa Pilipinas. Hindi pwede yun. We cannot take this just literally, but you know what? We should look at it, the principle behind what God is telling them. Behind the instruction. What was God telling them? You see, God is telling them, is calling them while they are away from their home. You are to be fruitful. To be fruitful. While we are here in Singapore, or while you are there in the U.S., if you're watching, you are here in Russia or in the Philippines, where God plant you, you are to be fruitful. We are called to thrive and not just survive. Some people have that mentality to just survive. But God is telling us, no, don't just survive. Thrive. Turn to your neighbor and tell that person, hui. Thrive. To grow and not to shrink. To mature and not to die. Yes, the terrain may be unfamiliar, but the condition may, and the condition may not be perfect to, to our liking or desire. But where God plants us, God desires for us to bear fruit. You know, Jeremiah wrote in chapter 17, he says there, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out his roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So the Lord, where the Lord plants us, as we trust Him, We'll be like a tree planted by the stream of water, bearing much fruit. Like these flowers that I saw in one of our church members' Facebook account. Look where the flower is growing. It's growing in a canal. It's, it looks beautiful, even though it is in a canal. It is growing. You might, not, you might not be in an ideal place, but you can still grow where God placed you. Like this flower. Like this small plant. You know, Joseph, he can go to God and complain and, because God gave him a dream, a vision of what will happen in the future. That all that people will serve him and bow down to him. He can just say, you gave that. But what happened to his life? He was sold by his brother and become a slave. And then what after that? He become a prisoner. He was taken to, to the prison. But in all those moments, in all those scenarios of his life, in all those imperfect situations, he was bearing fruit. He was living a life for the Lord. And if you study the text there, 
the Lord was with him. Instead of looking at the situation in his own eyes, it was an opportunity for him to grow, to experience God in a powerful way. To use every God-given opportunity for us to grow. You may be in the church, in our community, and even our family. You might be here in Singapore. God calls you to thrive, not just survive. God calls you to, to serve and bear that fruit. You may be in the U.S. or Russia, or you went back to the Philippines, and you're still looking for those perfect place, perfect scenario. You know what? The perfect place was always when the Lord is with you. Knowing that the Lord is with you and you are bearing much fruit where God plants you because you trust in Him. God might call you to teach. God might call you to mentor someone. God might call you to share. God might even call you to clean the chairs in the church. But you are bearing that fruit, doing what God calls you. So we must always have that perspective in life where God places us, we are to thrive and we are to be fruitful. And I would like to connect fruitfulness is not the quantity, but simply being faithful to what the Lord entrusted to us at the time where God plants us. Brother and sister, be thrive, not just survive. Firstly, while away from home, be fruitful. Secondly, while away from home, be concerned. And we can read that in verse 7. It says here, But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For its welfare, you will find your welfare. Three times the word welfare was mentioned in this verse. And welfare means completeness, soundness, peace. Safety, health, prosperity, and quietness. And you notice in this text, it says here, you notice the relationship between the welfare of God's people and the welfare of those, who, those in Babylon, the Babylonian. God connects them. If it's your welfare, you will find your, your welfare. So what it means is this, if God prosper, they will prosper. If, God is, if the Babylon is, will be blessed, they will be blessed. If Babylon will be at peace, they will experience peace. The same opposite is true that, that if they would go, if they, Babylon will go disarray, they will be in a mess. If Babylon will be defeated, they will also experience defeat. You see, God intertwined their situation together and He commanded His people to play their part and contribute to the welfare. Of the nation and two action here we notice is one seek the welfare of the city it is a call to be proactive to serve to obey and to minister to contribute to be a blessing where they God placed them ang ibig sabihin yan, don't be pasaway it ibig sabihin yan, don't rebel against the laws pag kailangan magmas magmas Pag bawal lumabas, bawal lumabas. That's it. Simple way to follow the rules of the land. Because as you seek the welfare of the city. The other was pray to the Lord on his behalf. 
It's a call to intercede and stand in the gap. Pray for protection. Pray for guidance. Pray for victory. Pray for God's purpose and plan to be done in that nation that God placed them. You see, I'm trying to imagine the reaction when Jeremiah would say this. No, trying to imagine these words. Because serving and praying someone you like, someone you are your friend's friend, is easy to understand. Someone you serve and pray, someone you like so much, is acceptable. But the instruction of God to, to these people is that you pray for your enemy. Pray for the one who took you captive. Pray for the one who, who took you away from your homeland. Now, think about this. God is telling them to pray for this Babylonian. Madali magpray kung mabait, katulad si Bal. Madaling pasarap magpray si Bal. Kasi mabait yan. Pero kaaway mo, sige, pagpray mo siya. It's not easy. But you see, God is telling them to pray for these people who have captured you. And as I am pondering on this, I, I believe that God has a greater purpose why God is asking him to do and act this way. You know what? I remember. I remember their calling as people of God. Because their identity as God's people and their purpose is to be a blessing to the nation. If you read Genesis 36, 26, verse 4, when God was giving a promise to Abraham, he says here, I will multiply your offspring at the stars in heaven and give you to your offspring of all this land. And in your offspring, all the nation of the earth shall be blessed. It is connected to the identity to be a blessing to where, even who they are, where, where they are placed. God has also called his people to be a royal priesthood. In Exodus 19:6, it says here, and you shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You see, God is, is, is placing them there to remind them of who they are as God's people, that they've been set apart. They've been set apart for a purpose, to be an instrument of God, to be a blessing to where they are at. You know, last Thursday night, the elders gathered via Zoom to just have time of discussion and prayer. And we were reminded who we are as God's people, that we are called, that, that when we are being redeemed, there's a calling for us, a duty for us to be. And we were discussing last Thursday, you know what we are called to be as God's people? Ambassador of Christ. And to be an ambassador, what it means is that mentally, the values, the function, our function is, is to represent the one who sent us. And who sent us the Lord? To be ambassador of Christ. You know, Paul beautifully explained it in his book. He says that our message, our methods, and character should reflect our Savior. And one character that Jesus has shown to his disciples is this. He came not to serve. Not, he came to serve, 
not to be served. You see, God calls us to serve and be a blessing to, a na- to the nation where God placed us. And here we are, Living Word Fellowship. It's no accident that this church is planted. It is God who planted it. It is God who sustains it. And we must always remember the calling we have, that we are called to be ambassador of Christ. Where God places us. You know, as leaders, our desire, even during this pandemic, is to be a blessing. And, and lately, we have been discussing with the Good Samaritan ministry. It's still in the early stage, but maybe let me park in these thoughts and challenge all of us here while we are here in Singapore. We want to desire to bless this nation too. People say, mayaman na sila. Hindi mo lang alam. Mas mayaman ka pa nga sa kanila paminsan eh. How to be a blessing. At this time, the Good Samaritan are planning. Hopefully by November, December, we will go out, find a way that we can serve the community here in Singapore to bless those who are in need. And I pray that we will capture the thought that no matter where God brings us, we are extension of His love, mercy, and grace to the people around us. So we are to be concerned. So while away from home, be fruitful. While away from home, be concerned. Thirdly, while away from home, be discerning. Be discerning. And we read that in verse 8 to 10. Let me read to you. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophet and your diviners who are among you deceive you. And do not let listen to the dreams that they dream. For it's a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. And then the following verse, For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are complete for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Then this our favorite verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to, for welfare and not for evil, and give you future and a hope. Dito yung text na favorite natin. Every, almost, almost, nakikita ko every, almost every time sa Facebook. Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. Oftentimes when we read in chapter 29 of Jeremiah, this is the first verse that we would read and our heart will jump with so much excitement. And we would normally skip the other verses and focus only in this verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil and give you future and a hope. And we forget the context why it was said. You see, this verse was reminding them to focus and discern the plans of God. Because during that time, there are two messages that are being prophesied. We know Jeremiah's message. Jeremiah's message is this. The Lord says, for 70 years, 70 years, I will return. I will visit you. And then yung verse na favorite natin, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So 70 years, you wait, you stay there. But remember, 
for I know the plans I have for you. But do you know the other prophecy that being said during the time? Basahin natin. The other prophets are saying this. You shall not serve the king of Babylon. Anong mas maganda? Anong mas maganda dyan? Sabi ng other prophets is this. You shall not serve the king of Babylon. Then the other prophets would say this. I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Thus says the Lord, ginamit din pangalan ni Lord, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. And then they will also say this, within two years, oh, ang bilis ah, within two years, I will bring you back to this place. All the vessels of the Lord of the house. Lahat na ninakaw ni Nebuchadnezzar, babalik yan, babalik ka rin. And they will also say this, I will also bring back I will also bring back to this place your, your king, your royalty, and also the exile from Judah and who went to Babylon. Now, compare these two verses. Compare the message of Jeremiah and compare the message of the prophets, other prophets. Just imagine that you're not listening and you don't know who is speaking. Which one will you choose? Will you choose to stay for 70 years and you just said, I, for I know the plans I have for you. Oh, you choose the one. He said, don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, huh? Uh, for two years, you return. Don't worry. Which one do you choose? Which one of the two messages do you think we, our heart will be drawn? Which one of the two prophecies do you think that our heart will be so excited? The message of God to Jeremiah or the message of the prophets? If you ask honestly in your heart, many of us would choose what the other prophet would say. If you honestly, honestly deep in your heart, we would choose what the other prophets would say. Who wants to wait for 70 years? I would listen to what the prophet says two years long. You see, it's obvious many of us would choose what the false prophet would say because it's an easy way out. It's the best scenario. It's comforting to our ears into our heart. It's an instant escape from the difficulties to the path that God is leading them. That's why God is telling them, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. While you wait, while you struggle, while you plant, while you live in the Babylon, remember this, I will return. I have a plan for you. And God is telling us in this word that we should not easily be deceived with what we hear and what we watch. Doesn't mean it look good in our eyes. It always comes from the Lord. It's also a reminder to us that we should not easily be deceived by our own heart. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 to 10, it says here, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. 
brethren, no matter where God will lead us, we must always discern His direction and leading upon our life. We should not easily be enticed with what our eyes will see that seems good, seems nice, but we should have that posture to simply come to the Lord and humbly ask Him, Lord, lead me. Clarify the path. May have that clarity for your path, Lord. And the same time, like what Pastor Dan has shared to me a few weeks back, he said, not just clarity, but also the faith to trust and obey despite the situation and hardship and challenges we may face in life. The way to verse 11. It's because it's a long duration to wait for 70 years. But in spite of that, His word is true. He promised that, for I know that I have a plans for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you future and hope. You know, one way for us to know His ways to come to the Lord constantly to His word to return to prayer and say, Lord, I need you. I'm so restless. I, I don't know what to do. But lead me to your path and your direction. Grant me wisdom. For we know that you will freely give wisdom if we seek, seek you with our hearts. So remember, brothers and sisters, while we are away, be discerning. And lastly is this. For while we are away, we are also called to be restored. You know, have you ever asked why 70 years? Have you ever asked why so long delay? Why so long la? Why? Because seven, you know, 70 years is indeed a literal number where God restored Israelites. But the question is this, why 70 years? Why not 60? Why not 50? Why, why not 40? Why not 30? Why not 20? If the Lord's plan for His people is to be restored back to Jerusalem, then He can just keep it short. Maybe five years. But why 70? And I did some study upon this. And I noticed that this number is repeatedly not used in the Scripture many times. Because 70 is not only literal, but it's also symbolic. It means that 70 represents completion or wholeness. 7 means perfection. 10 represents completeness. And if you would study this, I believe it's more than just a number of years. But God is trying to accomplish something. And I'm trying to ask what's the underlying reason why what God is accomplishing to the life of the exile. What are the things so that they can be complete and whole? And that's lead us to the last point that while we are away from home, we are to be restored. And we can read that in verse 12 to 14. We read here, Then you will carry upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And then in verse 14, he repeatedly said the promise he had of restoration. That he will bring 
his, everything in order, according his place, he will bring divine order into the life. But oftentimes, we focus on 14. Many times, we focus on the minor, minor matters and fail to see what is important to God. You see, returning to Jerusalem is not the main thing. Not the main thing. They're not the real issue here. But what God is dealing with them is for their hearts to return to Him. You see, I realize this. Even if they return to Jerusalem, if their heart is still far away from God, they will always remain as exile. If the heart is far away from God, they will always remain an exile. Kahit nasa yun na lahat, pero ang puso mo ay malayo sa Diyos, you still remain an exile. Ikaw na ang pinakamagandang babae, you have all the blessing, you have all the wonderful thing, and those are not, not bad if the Lord granted to you. You have all the riches, but if still your heart is still far away, you still an exile. I believe that 70 years was a period of waiting, hoping, and trusting God. It's a time for them to return to call upon the Lord. It's a time for them to seek God. It's a time for them to search God with all their heart. And while they are in Babylon, I believe one important thing they will realize that their real home was never been a place, but a person. That their home as people is found in God alone. Alam mo, Sister Risa, kahit mag-migrate ka sa Switzerland, kahit mag-migrate ka sa saan mo gusto? Canada? Kahit mag-move ka sa anong place, as long as your heart is far away from God, you will always be an exile in you. But if you know that your heart is in tune with the Lord, no matter where God places you, New Zealand kung saan man, you will be at home. Because our home will we be always be found in the Lord. You know why God brought them for 70 years? It's because God is teaching them to return to Him. Because God's intention was always simple. It's for them to return to Him with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all their being. You know what? I was reading 40 Days Fasting, this Love Singapore, and there's one quote that I saw that made by Augustine. He says here, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. It rests in you. When our heart is found in the Lord, 
That's where we find rest, where we find our home. You know, one thing I'm blessed and I'm encouraged. Many of us here, especially here who came to Singapore, have one purpose in mind, to find economic purpose, to earn money. But many of you have encountered Jesus in this place, and we want to rejoice with that. You encounter Him in a powerful way. You encounter Him. You surrendered your life in a foreign, while you're in a foreign land. You encounter Jesus. While you are here in Singapore, I know some people in the Middle East, some people in Singapore, some people in Malaysia, while they were there working, they, man, their desire is to earn, but yet God caught their heart and they found their real home. They found their real rest because they found it in Jesus. Real restoration begins when our heart rests in the Lord. We know despite of all things happening, some of us are wanting to go back. Some of us miss our family. And it's real. But may I encourage you, our home is found in the Lord. Let me just summarize. While away from home, be fruitful. Thrive, not just survive. While away from home, be concerned. As God's people, remember we are ambassador of Christ. While away from home, don't easily be deceived, but surrender your hearts and mind to God. Ask for clarity. The same thing, ask for the faith to follow and obey His will. While away from home, find our home in the Lord. You know, as I conclude, this is not an accident that many of us are here in Singapore and in this church. And the Lord orchestrated everything. God brought us here in Singapore. And while we are here, we saw His faithfulness in our lives. How the Lord has moved in our lives. How the Lord has blessed our life. How we experience His mercy and His grace. How He's been so faithful while we are here in this foreign land. And I'll respond in remembering His goodness, His worship to Him. While we are away from home, no matter where we are, we can just pause and say, Lord, thank you. Nakabuti ka, Panginoon. So at this time, what we will do? We will just respond to the Lord and say, Lord, you are good. You are faithful. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, while you plant us here in Singapore or while you plant us in different places, even back home in the Philippines, you are always faithful in our lives. So I invite all of us to stand. 
And you may be at your home, you can just raise your hand and just lift up your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you. As I call upon the worship team to lead us to this song, say, Lord, thank you. We know, Lord, that we are still traveling. We are still in a journey. But yet, Lord, we are yours. And you are faithful in our lives. Hallelujah. Let's just stand and raise our hands to our God and say, Lord, you are good. bless us in many ways some of us multiply so much that we have so many children because it's God because God is good as we respond in thanksgiving to the Lord we read in the scripture to pray for this nation and they will just take this moment they will be celebrating their 56th anniversary and national day tomorrow. Let's just take this moment and add a word of prayer for this nation. For God's blessing. For God's protection. For God's favor to continue to work in this nation. For God's calling for Singapore. Let's just pause and say, Lord, thank you. 
in your own way, in your rooms, where you are, just utter a word of thanksgiving. Unite, Lord, this nation. Salamat, Panginoon. For it's you who brought us here and we want to bless this nation. Lord, I pray that you will continually help the government as you have brought them, Lord. Thank you for the wisdom that you have granted them on how they would tackle COVID-19. But we continually pray, Lord, that we would abide to the, to the rules and regulations, O Lord God. Thank you, O Lord, for using this nation that where we found you. Thank you, Lord, for using this nation to bless us financially that we can support, Lord, our family back home. Thank you, Lord. Salamat, Panginoon, for your faithfulness to many of our families who are planted here. It is you who work miraculously and powerfully. So we thank you, God, for your faithfulness and your guidance for this nation, Salamat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salamat, Panginoon. And even, Lord, as we stay here, give us that conviction and desire and eyes to see the broken, especially those who are empty in the heart. They might have everything in their life, but as long as they don't have Jesus, there will always be emptiness in their hearts. Lord, use this place, use, use us to follow your way, to follow Jesus who came not to be served, to serve. Salamat Panginoon. We give you glory and honor. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's just raise our hand and receive the benediction. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. Lord, we thank you that we can face this brand new week challenged, inspired, and convicted by your word. Thank you, Lord, that you have promised that your spirit will help us and empower us to face the manual. Thank you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Let's give the Lord. Amen. Thank you all, brothers and sisters, that have joined us in Facebook and in YouTube. And I pray that you'll be able to join us this coming Wednesday for our online prayer gathering via Facebook and also next week sa ating uh, worship dito sa Sunday. God bless everyone. See you soon.